0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scotland capitulate in Russia to continue a miserable qualifying campaign. Stevie Clark says this has to be rock bottom as we move towards next year's Euro playoffs. And next up is San Marino. How many fans will head to Hamden for that one on Sunday? I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. Another Scotland game, another inquest. Some say Steve Clark's performance should now come under scrutiny, but so far as I can see, He's lost to the sides we should have or, or who should have beaten us And we've beaten the one side that we should have beaten so far The worry is when we lose We go down with all hands on deck And Clark says he's not sure if we've actually hit rock bottom yet The worry is There are absolutely no reasons to suspect A transformation is around the corner Who or what is going to send us In a more optimistic direction At the moment Alec We are the fish you shoot in the barrel Yeah I have to say It was an extremely difficult uh, evening for Scotland I thought they'd done okay for 55 minutes But the way they caved in Was uh, alarming And you know we're going from one drama to the next Difficult times for Steve Clark as well You know we've got uh, San Marino on Sunday uh, and how you galvanise the squad Galvanise the support uh, Is the big question really mm-hmm. 01419511025 What did you make of it last night On Twitter at Clyde SSB um, Ultimately this will lead to You know wh- Where we go from here And the, mm. and the, the general oh. Soul searching that, that we always do Let's at least start To try and <laughs> Keep ourselves sane About structure And Start with Specifically last night Hugh What, what did you make of it? Um I thought in the first half People said Oh well we looked hard to beat I, I, I thought we just looked like A kind of San Marino In dark blue uh, We put all the dustbins In the right places And we challenged Russia To score And We did that quite well As soon as the first goal In early in the second half We fell apart And It finished up a shambles um, I'm not sure Where we go from here Gordon For this reason Stevie Clark Has A Champions League winner In the team He has players from the English Premier League He has players from the English Championship We have players from the Scottish Premiership And the Scottish Championship He is casting the net far and wide But I don't see us being able to get the result that surprises you We beat Cyprus as we should do We'll beat San Marino on Sunday as we should do But when will the day come when we actually beat a Russia or a Belgium rather than lose to them and lose to them with performances that are worryingly poor. Uh, Hugh may not have been impressed by the first half, Alex, but yeah. the fact remains, after 55 minutes, we hadn't conceded, we looked harder to beat, which was all anyone was hoping for, because let's be honest, no one, I did not hear one single prediction that we were going to beat Russia last night, let's yeah. be honest. No, um, that's right. So, is, is, it, is it a mentality thing? Is it a confidence? Why on earth does it fall apart so quickly and so drastically I think it's a combination Of all the things We see there In terms of confidence Gordon I think it's fair to say When you look Throughout the squad I think if you look Across the middle Of that midfield You're looking at Four or five players Who are playing A trade in English Premiership uh, Out with Callum uh, McGregor Who's doing very well At Celtic One of the key men In Scotland So you look at that And they look good You look at the back We look very Thrill You know it's, And it chops and changes On a regular basis uh, That And when you look up front you know, I think we're going to touch on later on the amount of options we've used in the last four or five games, which is alarming. Uh, and there's not a certain um, kind of 
nucleus that we can rely on time after time and it's a constant change and it's partly due to the fact as we're losing games we're losing them badly um, but I think a key thing as well is confidence you look at a group of players who you know you look at a guy like Andy Robertson looks bang average when he comes to Scotland I don't know if that's the personnel now that would be the argument you should be looking for him to galvanise and so forth but he doesn't seem to be able to do it um, and then you know but I, I, I think we have to step back a little bit as well I think the, the four games uh, with Stevie Clark. Russia and Belgium are extremely difficult ones to, to negotiate but we have to beat all the others just to try and galvanise the nation and we have to see some sort of progress over the coming games because if we go into these playoffs in March on this type of form then you know you, again you want to see some sort of kind of kind of uplift and you know confidence goes otherwise you know the place will be half empty uh, come March 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you Stevie Clark says Scotland uh, Potentially are Mentally fragile at the moment After conceding another Four goals last night He was happy with the first half But says they collapsed As soon as they went behind Another disappointing defeat uh, Too many goals conceded again The key goal in the game The crucial goal The first goal Comes from another corner kick Didn't defend it properly I thought the first half Was, was decent You know The first half gave us a, a lot of hope Even the start of the second half I thought we came out we, we actually looked A better team At the start of the second half But as soon as we conceded The goal We collapsed we, we lost another goal Very very quickly And then after, the, after that The game was gone from us And at the moment We seemed to be a little bit Or a big bit Mentally fragile It was very very frustrating Obviously we tried to tighten up a bit tonight. I think you saw on the pitch for certainly the first half and the, the, the start of the second half. We looked as though we, we had tightened up, we'd, we'd, we'd solved the problems. But like I said, mentally, as soon as we conceded the first goal, we, we just seemed to be very, very fragile. Too many goals conceded. We, we can see that. The, the stats are clear, everything's clear. All we can do is work harder to make sure that we, we stop conceding silly goals. George is first up tonight. He's calling from Rutherglen. How are you tonight, George? Alright lads, how he's getting on? Good, thank you George Go on then, kick us uh, off What did you make of it? back from Edinburgh now mate So, uh, sorry if I cut out No problem um, Just a general view I'm no, I used to be a big Scotland fan But in the last couple of years I've just kind of turned off uh, More and more it's happening And now it's totally gone I think that Steve Clark Personally as a manager It's got away with us a bit scot-free I think the, the media And some people that support Scotland Kind of seen him as the messiah uh, and that's just not happening at all. Their performances are ridiculous. If it was anybody else that was managing, i.e. Alex McLeish, he would be getting slaughtered for these results and the performances. And I keep on hearing, we've not got the players, we've not got the players. We've got players in that team that should be performing to a better level than we're performing at the moment. The level of performance we're given is not good enough. And that stems to the manager all the way down. And I think more pressure should be on Steve Clark uh, because... His start is it's horrendous, Chuggy. Horrendous. Well, uh, I would remind you that when we started off in this group, the the, the horrendous result was losing 3 0 in Kazakhstan, and Alec McLeish was the manager then. Uh, Pelters, though. Pardon me? You got Pelters. You got Pelters. Yeah, and, and Steve, got Pelters. Yeah, and Steve Clark is now getting that as well. And to be fair to Steve Clark, he can do no more than come out and say, we're rock bottom. In fact, I'm not sure if this is rock bottom. It might even get worse. So, Steve Clark, I think, got the job when he was the reigning manager of the year in this country. So, the, you know, the, he was voted manager of the year by his fellow managers, not by the media. I totally get that, Hugh, but you keep on hearing facts that there's just no good to players. I was hearing it today. I heard Alan McCoy say it this morning. I read it in the, play, the, the, the papers. You know what I mean? I think we've got eight, eight internationals who play in the Premiership. We've got most, a lot of players who play for Rangers as well. 
not no so much Rangers because they don't get a game at the moment, but Celtic and you know they're the wonder team in Scotland at the moment. You know what I mean? Um, so I can't get why we keep on saying we've not got the players. We've got the players there. Well, we just play George, the wrong players. George, in terms of the defensive backline, in terms of players, Andy Robertson's clearly the standout. But when you look at the Devlins and McGrews, Liam Palmer, uh, Stephen O'Donnell's been in that in that area, and we've had various centre halves. For me. There is an issue at the back. I think in terms of the quality we have there, we are lacking in relation to what you say in terms of some of these midfielders you're talking about across the board there are all Premier League players. Do we know combat that then, Alec? Do we know as a good manager? Do they, does he not realise that and start to do things to try and obviously make us a bit tighter at the back and stop losing 3 or 4 now? Would you, would you, can I ask you, George, would you honestly have expected... Scotland to have beaten Belgium, the number one world ranked side in the world. No, I'm not saying that. Right? I, I know, I know, I'm sounding a bit flippant. I'm not stupid, but what I mean is, I do expect it to compete mm. with Russia. Do you know what I mean? Because of the players we've got. Do you know what I mean? No, no competing. I maybe beating them, maybe drawing a, a lesser effect, not getting scalped there. There. Yeah, it's you know the manner I mean? of the Holy defeat, crumbled. isn't it, George? It's just the manner yeah, of the defeat. They crumble. They're crumbling all the time. Well, we've and crumbled. Other managers uh, well, have got pelters for it. We've you know what I mean? We've crumbled for twenty-two years. We haven't been anywhere for 22 years. Yeah, but no, but and I don't y- think he's getting the same criticism as other managers, though. That's all I'm trying to say, guys. You might disagree. That's that's my, my take on it. Is, is that maybe still to come, George? Is that is that maybe still to come? Because, listen, at the moment, how could you say anything other than it's it's been rubbish? Let, let's be honest. I, I don't think anyone would argue with, with that. But the real criticism surely comes, George, when you... When you start losing to teams that you should beat I know what you're saying about the manner of the defeat But but that's why some people will be Slightly pulling back on the criticism From from the extent that you would like Because Stevie Clark's biggest crime at the moment Is he's lost to Russia and Belgium twice No, I understand that And we've got a chance of qualifying, right? So I think we should be putting plans in place Where we Moving forward, that's the way we should be playing You know, right off this group You know, but not Writing it off as in, or we write it off and just get beat. Writing yeah. it off where we could think, right, how are we going to play that's going to be better suited to get into these qualifiers? Let's the, try and set up at the moment. We might take a couple of defeats, but no crumble because the chances are, I think everybody's putting their eggs in one basket and we might not qualify for these, these championships even through the back door. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Who's not in the squad that should be in it then? Say again? Who's not in the squad who should be in it then? I never said it but well, George is happy with the players George is happy with the players He's unhappy with the way They're being the used way, And the way they're being set up It's and the way they're getting used You know what I mean I know we've not got Centre half well, And things like that And, and Steve you know, Clark, I understand that Steve Clark uh, Rose to prominence here In his own right As a manager Because he took over a side Who were bottom of the Premiership Containing players that To be honest Most people thought Well he won't go very far with them And he turned them into The third top side In the country and that was the reputation which led him to get the Scotland job. So is he failing to replicate that at the moment then? Because as you say, he came in and uh, I hope I'm not being unfair to these individuals. He he made Kirk Broadfoot perform at a level that Kirk Broadfoot hadn't performed yeah. in, in the last couple on, of seasons. And he the, did the same for some others. Is, is he having that effect on Charlie Mulgrew? On and, the basis that he, uh, in particular against Rangers, uh, got a level of performance out of the Kilmarnock guys that... Uh, Previous I mean, managers were not getting Yeah but uh, Last season I'm taking last season In isolation He took more points off Rangers uh, Than Celtic did uh, So that was the kind of thing Which took him to the job At the moment You can have it One of two ways I think losing to Russia And Belgium Is what was always going to happen to us I think the The, the 
The margin by which we have lost Has been a surprise That's the worry isn't it But He has won The one game that he had to win Cyprus Didn't win it very cleverly But he won it Alex In many ways these things are never all down to one thing It would be so simple if it was So Stevie Clark has to take a bit of the blame And the yeah, players absolutely. have to take a bit of the blame And there's, there's, there's going to be various factors at play here um, George probably echoes the thoughts of a number of fans Who says, well, do you know what? I'm bored of hearing this that we don't have players Because we have a, a number of good players And if you look at some other international teams They maybe don't have on paper the strength of squad we do But they manage to produce results However, to show the other side of that argument Look at the first goal for instance last night Just purely the first Absolutely. goal You're ju- you just asking And this is not to blame Charlie Mulgrew or anything like that Because it can be This could You know could say this for any Scotland game in the last However many years You're asking one centre half to just go up against a striker If he is physically incapable of matching that guy Yeah What do we do? How, how do we combat that? Well again it goes back down to look, I think George is looking for the, the manager clearly to get some criticism there As did Alex McLeish So I, I kind of understand that Because everybody was looking for some sort of uplift I do think there's an issue with the players uh, I, I take on board that there's some very good players within that squad Are they players performing at the mm-hmm. level we see them week to week? I'm not yeah. sure the terms of, but <laughs> listen, I think I'm George, give, George is saying though Should they be performing better? Well, yeah, because we'll never really know It's easy but, to say we've got But Gordon we've all been in uh, a dressing room Where they're fragile and that's one of the key things that's very much evident with this group of boys because no matter who comes in, they, they're actually getting, they capitulated last night. Now you look at the the, the back line, uh, Devlin and Mulgrew, uh, and you're saying to yourself, for me, are they international centre halves uh, to compete against teams like, like uh, last yeah, night? Yeah, but they're there, Alec, because he had no other option. Because McKenna was yeah, out. Well, well, surely that's the players then, Hugh, in terms of the levels. What we're talking yeah, but about. at the same time, the reason that... Even if that is right well, What do we do? You no, know, we you, can't what, do nothing But what, so what I'm trying to, to say is We're stuck to, with it The games aren't going away We're playing on Sunday We're playing again next month We're going to So this idea that ugh, We don't have players So No but we, we, have have to have an, we have to have an acknowledgement That we have players That are not actually The level that we once had How do we get them better? Well I'm not sure Because you're actually looking for results To try and boost that Gordon So that's why mm-hmm. Sunday Becomes really important How does that level then With some international teams Who have players that Turn up and raise their game There yeah. are loads of international teams That have players that on paper For their club sides You would say the same Yeah And but, it's, but, and but who, who are you criticising there? Are me, you criticising criticizing anyone Are you, you criticising the players For not having the strength of mentality That Northern Ireland or Iceland For example might have Or are you critical of The manager not getting As much out of the players As Michael O'Neill might get It's probably a bit of everything I wasn't criticising anyone I was just asking the question But but why raise the topic at all? Because we can only talk about Scotland in isolation Scotland's results Scotland's personnel Scotland's next games What Michael O'Neill In Northern Ireland do Who mentioned Northern Ireland? No but you're, you're looking At other countries you want to make a comparison You're asking well, How it's international, do they do it? It's international football I'm just saying that surely you, You're allowed to believe That we can get players To turn up and raise their level For international football Well <laughs> what's, there, what's the problem therefore, therefore we have to ask ourselves If that is the case And it appears to uh-huh. be the case Well why is that? That's, is exactly, it, that's exactly what I just asked I, Alex I, I, Well There's no answer We cannot give you an answer to that Because If you're suggesting It's Steve Clark's fault then we better change the manager and see if we can get somebody else then. Or we have players, let's say we've got a Champions League winner in our team who looks a different category altogether when he plays for us. Is that because, as others have suggested, 
He's playing with players who are not as good as the players he has at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we have to focus. So, what on, do you think is that? Is that the reason? I think I'd like to wait until we come up against, for example, San Marino. We must yeah. win that. Otherwise, we really are sunk. Cyprus away. You'd like to think we'd get a result there, even though they were a very good result in Kazakhstan. And when Kazakhstan come to Hamden, we have to win that one. Sure, see, when you talk about the uh, we have to go to Cyprus, I'm not quite sure. And I'll tell you the reason being is that if my memory serves mm-hmm. me right, we scored in the last two minutes against yeah, them, and it was a home, very yeah. tight game. So yeah. I, I think we, as a nation, if you take the last 20 years, we, we, can, we should be beating them and beating them. I think we're at a place now that's you know, it's, it's as low. We need to find a way, when, and more importantly, we need to find a way. How are we going to start producing players who are capable? And I'm talking mm-hmm. about 21s as well, Gordon, who yeah. are capable of going in and competing in tournaments and getting to tournaments. I suppose the problem with that is that that's then that's your bigger picture argument. Uh, is absolutely. That we, we need somebody who can turn up and play next month and then in March when the playoffs come around. So they're, they're two separate things. We, 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 can't, we can't wait for this <laughs> production. And, 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 and it need, there needs to be a... A short term solution first yeah, and, and Gordon we've been saying this for the same We've been saying this for a long long time In terms of if we can get a centre half That'll be us alright But the thing is at some point Somebody needs to step back to this whole thing And go on, where are we going to start producing players Who are going to be able to try and get us to there And start competing yeah. again Because we're not, we haven't done it for so long George and Rutherglen Thank you very much That kicked us off nicely We're going to speak to Mark in Clyde Bank And here again from Stevie Clark next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on last night's defeat in Russia, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, Stuart Black says The problem lies with the attitude Of the SFA The players, the fans There needs serious change The players have no confidence Neither do the fans Slash ticket prices So families can afford to go Get a good support behind the team And that's a good place to start And Gordy A says Hugh Keevans talking up his mate Is laughable The team is all over the place Yet Clark seems blameless Are you and Stevie Clark Are you, are you good mates? Do you know I don't think I've actually Met Stevie Clark in person Since he played for St Mirren up here so Is that to, no, then? to call him your mate, uh, you know that, that's people. And with respect to the other gentleman who said that reduce the ticket prices, by all means, yeah, absolutely by all means. However, having Hamden full of families, while being a great idea, will make no difference at all to the team in the park. None. Uh, let's hear again from Stevie Clark. Uh, he admits the job is harder than he thought it would be. He says he might need to freshen up the squad for things to get better, um, but does believe that the debutants can be reasonably pleased with their displays. You can't take positives from a 4-0 defeat. I said that after after the Belgian game at Hamden when there were aspects of that game that looked OK, but if you keep conceding goals, uh, you're going to lose. Listen, it was also quite an inexperienced side out there tonight as well. Leon Palmer making his, his second appearance. Mikey Devlin, first cap. John Fleck, first cap. And I feel sorry for those boys because they gave everything. The debutants, they can be reasonably pleased, but nobody's going to be pleased. Listen, look, nobody's going to be pleased we lost the game 4-0, so it's very difficult for them even to feel that positivity. But I don't think any of those three let themselves down. It's definitely harder than I thought it was going to be. But I've been brought up the hard way. You have to tough it out. I maybe have to look at the selections. I maybe have to look at, at trying to bring one or two different faces into the squad, see if we can freshen it up, because at the moment, this, this current group can't get the result, can't get the positivity that, that we need to give for the remaining three games in the group. We have to try and 
get away, dust ourselves down, get a result on Sunday, get a home against San Marino, and then two massive games for us in November. Stevie Clark said that there we're not going to try for too long to find positives in a four 0 defeat. Okay, no. I, I think <laughs> that would that would be taking taking the mick a bit. However, um, he, he mentioned John Fleck, Mikey Devlin, Liam um, Palmer, Liam Palmer making his second uh, again. How many po- you can't take positives from a four 0 defeat? But I suppose individually, Hugh, did they really do that that badly? Um, uh, I'm not sure about Palmer. Uh, I have to say the very poor game against Kazakhstan I'm just not sure about him uh, Fleck at the age of 28 Gets his first cap I think that's where we are at the moment uh, And uh, Who's the third one Mikey Devlin, Mikey I mean, Devlin. Yeah. Well again With respect Mikey Devlin Played in the 5 nothing win That Rangers had at Ibrox And Aberdeen left him out the next game um, It was always going to be very tough for him uh, we are where we are And because of McKenna's injury at Aberdeen uh, Because of Naismith's injury at Hearts These things are happening uh, But the capitulation was the biggest worry of all You know, the, as I say, for me We were San Marino in dark blue in the first half Just stopped them from scoring uh, The thing is, that that's actually okay We, we would settle for that at the moment that, That's well, yeah, the thing yeah. we, we need to If you can win your home games And go to places like Russia Because let's, for, let's not forget they're, they're a decent team And make life difficult for them We'd settle for yeah, that But uh, we can't even do that yeah, at the moment yeah. I know uh, and my, my lifelong mate, Stevie Clark <laughs> uh, Said that uh, he saw a lot of hope in the first half mm, I'm not sure about that at all A lot of hope I think in regard to what Hugh, the, the the fact that they managed to keep a clean sheet, that would be the hope that he's talking about to go over there. Uh, and when you see what they were capable of doing in the second half, I think that you have to try and look at a positive in terms of you're up against a decent team, you've managed to keep the back door shut, but the, that was alarming in the which they collapsed. But going back to his point about how do you freshen this up, I was just looking at maybe one or two options. For me, you might have to put James Forrest in. Christie has been a standout player in Scotland. Legs for Sunday. You need to try and get a positive result. The thing is, he seems to be talking about the squad, freshening up the squad. Who's out there that's going to save us? Yeah, but um, listen, uh, that is a very big question because centre-half-wise, we're we're really struggling. You may get McKenna back. There may be a boost. Uh, We know what he can do. In terms of uh, strikers, I think for me that is one of the... Crying shame that we don't even have a recognised number nine that we can go. He's a number one, and I think what you're going to allude to in a minute as well is probably see this mm. chopping and changing on a continuous basis. How do you get any continuity? Yeah. How do well, you actually work on things? That's something we'll probably will pick up on. Let's speak to Adam and Coatbridge. Hi, Adam. Hi, guys. First time caller. Was it that bad last night, Adam, that it just tipped you over the edge and made you phone in for the first time? Yeah, it's just pretty much me right over. Like, there's just too much to say, too much to talk about. I thought I might as well phone in and get something off my chest. Get it off your chest. That's what we're here for. On you go. The thing that really, really set me off, to be honest, was Clark saying that there was some positives in the first half. Because watching it last night at half time, I think I was maybe less, like more annoyed than I was at full time. Because 4 0 was not an unfair result in any possible way. Uh, the Russian team in the second half weren't exceptional by any means. They were just very punishing of our errors. But in the first half, we offered absolutely nothing. We defended well, but we only defended well because we sacrificed any attempt to move the football or to try and get forward in any sort of meaningful way. Like the highlights of our first half last night were one through ball that almost worked out and got us maybe from 30 yards from Russia's goal. 
I think and that was about it Adam I think in terms of when you're going to this place where this Scotland team is at the moment how fragile they are see if you're going to a place like Russia and you're actually getting a 0-0 at half time that's got to be considered a positive I take your point on board that you're actually in an ideal world it wouldn't be but but in the one that we're in Gordon the fact of the matter is they haven't scored uh, and when you look at some of the players that they had at their disposal, the, the big boy Zuber up front, is, he's he's just a handful. Then you've got the other wee boy Golovin in the middle, of the, like middle to front. He's just absolutely magnificent. Twenty-six million pound playing for Monaco, a good talent. Uh, so the the good players, but I, I, I said at halftime in my group chat last night. I says, listen, this is relatively okay. I'm comfortable, but where are we ever going to get a goal? And I think that's the crying thing because we don't look like a threat going forward. I think it may be time to actually look at ourselves and admit. Uh, that we have an exaggerated sense of expectation, an exaggerated sense of ourselves, and we seem to think we are Scotland. Well, that's right, we are Scotland. Been nowhere for 22 years. Who does think that? Because I do see where you're coming from in terms of when it comes up, you know, maybe we should beat them, we should beat that side, but everyone I speak to, everyone I hear from thinks we're hopeless. Well, <laughs> you, you know, when you go to Hamden, and we were there... You, me and Alec yeah. for the, the Belgium and uh, Russia games When you go to Hamden You look around and think Well, tell you what That's a fairly decent crowd Given that we have been nowhere for 22 years And it starts with a wave of expectation When John McGinn scored Wave of expectation A surge through the whole place And by time up they're booing We have an exaggerated mm. sense of ourselves But who does though? That's what I mean, because everyone I, I've, not, I've not spoke to anyone in about 10 years who doesn't think we're rubbish Well You and I need to go back And visit the crowd uh, Yeah but you're still going to turn up They just turn up to support their team I mean that's like saying You know whoever well, I don't know who's Why Why do people turn up and support St Johnson Because well, they're, they're, they're are, losing every we week We are going on Yet another inquest As I said at the start Another Scotland game Another inquest We have this all the time Because subconsciously We think We're better than this Maybe it's time to realise no, we're not better than this. But you're never going to just accept it, though, are you? What do we do then? Because, like I said to Alex, we play next month. We've got Nations League. Well, so, God, what do God, we do? Does no one turn up? Does no one turn up at Hamden then? God, do you know what you need to do? You need to go and put a really encouraging performance against San Marino. Because I'll tell you right now, if you think it's bad now, if, if things go bad on Sunday night. Oh. So what I'm trying to say is, we've got a couple, we've got two games. Is it three games now? Haven't we? Before mm-hmm. we get to the, the Nations League, we need to go and try and get something going in the front foot that's going to get us a belief. And try and get Hamden full Because it's only through The fans turning up Supporting the team And just some sort of mm. Kind of galvanising In the right direction Because these next three games Are paramount Adam what do you think Going forward for the next couple of games There's a, there's obviously a bigger conversation here About you know where we are And, and, and what we do differently But specifically for the for Stevie Clark's team In the next few games What can we do? I think on a whole Hugh especially we're being, we're being fairly harsh On individual players We've got guys like John McGinn Who's playing at the highest level Week in week out Ryan Fraser's impressed In the Premier League Even Snodgrass has, a good, has had a good career Charlie McGrew's a really Experienced professional Who last night Made a few massive mistakes And phys- physically Zubat last night Was incredible But mentally like McGrew has enough experience To be able to Compensate for that I would think or, And hope anyway Andy Robertson again Is a Champions League winner And yes he plays with Different quality of players Week in week out But you could argue that About like, most International teams Especially if you look at Someone like Northern Ireland Or Wales even Who have got players Who play with a certain quality And they do not play with that So where are we going wrong then? Where are we going wrong then In your estimation? 
I, I, I'm not paid to work that out, but when I'm watching it last night, we're going wrong. But, wrong but you, but you are, but you, you but you feel, possible. but you well, feel. You, Adam's allowed to say that he doesn't know. No, but he okay. feels. <laughs> no, but you, Adam feels empowered. You would be at every possible step. It looks as if we are going wrong. The whole setup looks wrong. The mentality looks wrong. Like last night, our players in the first half, especially, couldn't string passes together. The most simple, basic stuff. I don't expect us to go to Russia and to carve them open and create a lot of chances. But you do expect to go over and have a, a better possession and hope that you'll get a break or two. But last night in the first half, we didn't. We didn't get anything at all. I think. Half, I think anything at all. I think the first half performance mirrored where we are. Because they're afraid of getting turned over by Russia So you get the 11 dustbins and you lay them out properly And you try and make sure that Russia don't score Your out ball is Ollie Burke But he can't handle that role for me uh, Got all the pace and athleticism But the ball just gets taken from him And back up to where you live So we were San Marino in dark blue Because we are just trying to stop them from scoring Adam and Coatbridge, thank you very much for the call. In terms mm. of the short-term situation, Alex, because again, we always—it's worth reminding there are, there is a bigger picture. If you want it, you know, where, where are we in the big, the big scheme of things, and what do we do to produce players down the line? That that's fine, and they're all important questions. Of course, they are. But right now, yeah. we need to find a way of winning on Sunday and winning next month and yep. winning in March. So no no blueprint, no grassroots revamp is is going to help us do that. Yep. Um, what about this idea of Trying to get a bit more continuity We were looking at the teams Before we come yeah. in here In the last six games We have used Six different strikers In six games We've used Burke Phillips McBurney Russell Brophy And Patterson A different one Every single game But isn't it the job Of any new manager though To explore what he has At his disposal Absolutely And that's not to say That that's wrong But I just, I'm, I'm asking Does there become a point Where would you do it too much So are we now just giving guys A game And saying well that's it He was hopeless So we don't try that again Yeah I think I, I do think that's One game well, there's, there's One God, game to God, do that There's more factors than that There will be players Who are available And who are not oh, Of course so that, yeah. that will obviously be a factor Within this But to use six strikers In six games is You know I think that tells a story in itself I think it tells a, That we are lacking A serious number nine I, I heard uh, Mark Weedy talk the other day We're a two and a nine Away from Potentially qualifying Somewhere down the line I think there's far more than that. Mm -hmm. I think the yeah. centre half area we are really, really lacking. Is, is there a line though? Because Hugh's absolutely right. You've got to take a look at, at a few different options, but, but surely there becomes a point where you're you're just doing that too much. Chopping and changing, but the thing is, Gordon, you see that way as well. Again, with uh, the midfield areas, you know, Snodgrass came back in as well. He's in and out over the years. He's not really playing uh, a regular game down at West Ham. Flecky's doing okay with a team that's kind of a particular style of play down the road. Um, then you've got the the, the Celtic boys in the in the team, you know, um, Callum McGregor, who for me is one of the standouts week in week in mm -hmm. Scotland, but he doesn't seem to have the same impact. So you're looking at players who are playing at a very good level, but they're not seem to do with the, yeah. with the country. I'll tell you where my heart sank when I read during the week of Stephen Cocker's uh, phone call to say, "I'll play for you." Now, I thought phone a friend was for who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> if we are at the stage where Stephen Cocker Who spent six months at Dundee And is now in Turkey Where he can phone and say I'll come along if you're short No, no mm. we, can, we can't have it turned into that We are in a position where we have to find out About McKenna About Souter About Devlin Charlie McGrew for me Does his level best 
He's at the fag end of his career He plays for Wigan In the third tier of English football And he's simply trying his best for Scotland So Stevie Clark has to find out what else is there But not Stephen Cocker Thank you very much It's nice of you to make the phone call However We have to be More forward thinking than that And I just think that at the moment We Are due a look in the mirror Because where we are Is a bad place Mm -hmm. And we've only ourselves to blame there is no one right way of, of doing it Of course Alex it, it just seems that over the last few years the, the the small nations like ourselves Who manage to thrive Do so because They somehow manage to get a core together And they keep them yeah. together And even if things are a bit bumpy to begin with They keep that core together And they try and get continuity Consistency To get to a level Where they're able to raise their game Every time they turn up And, and they all know what's expected of them Can that be done whilst constantly looking for for who else is out Chon there and changing Yeah well listen When Stevie Clark's actually And by the way Part of that is injuries as well No I, I take your point on board I think uh, part of the problem Is that you are constantly Chopping and changing uh, You're not getting any continuity at all And I know we're diverse And I, I actually like us to Focus on Scotland But when you're talking about Northern Ireland And how they've done so well for there There was a, a nucleus Going right through the heart of that team You know it would have been Evans uh, uh, Stephen uh, Davis You would have had uh, the big boy was at Rangers last year, Gareth McCauley. So they had guys that were there. Uh, and they were the and just always spike. there. And even if they played one bad game or two bad games, they stay and they stay in and they, they do it together. Gordon, they, they, they guys ended up, I think Stephen had about 100 odd caps. So you had guys, McCauley had caps, you had uh, Johnny Evans. So they had guys right through the middle who, even before uh, Michael O'Neill got there, they were part of the system who weren't really doing a great deal of things. And then they just started to mature. Very very uh, simply, Gordon We're not big in continuity I've noticed Steve, Steve Clark's had five games as manager And people want him out uh, Okay, Stephen East Kilbride is next up He's got some thoughts on, on where we've gone wrong In the last 15, 20 years or so He's coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard So many goals And tweets coming in about last night's debacle In Russia Keep them coming If you want to mix things up If you're sick fed up of hearing about it And you want to talk about your club team We'll be more than happy to accommodate you 01419511025 Stephen is in East Kilbride What's on your mind Stephen? Good evening guys Uh, Thanks for having me on Basically um, I don't know about having any ideas That could You know Change the football in a long time As as you stated (laughs) As you introduced me in the show But I think um, I'm a Rangers fan And if you think if you think of the, the impact that Steven Gerrard had, has had on our club, he's galvanised the, the club, he's galvanised the support. And that's what Scotland needs. It, it needs a, it needs that buzz, it needs that feel-good factor, it needs that someone that can lead us and, and and you know, have have um, the nation, you know, talking about Scotland again. And surely that sort of impact would rub off on the players. Um, I just... I, I, I just think we've had we've went from one wrong appointment to another, and I think the decision making uh, from the top of um, the governing body has been has been really um, ridiculous and in a, a lot of ways. Well, hold on, Stephen. Stephen, uh, with regard to Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard has been given time to galvanise Rangers. 
but, he, he but, didn't but, win anything last season. Sure, but sure, hold on, sure. he, he didn't win anything last season. But the sure. club stuck by him. Therefore, sure. What well, after five games? Why do you want Steve Clark out? No, no, I, I'm not saying that. What 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 I mean is is that Gerrard came with a reputation. He's came, you know that that is excitement. That is that is something that it makes everybody go wow. If you you know, all right then. I who do you, all right then? Who do you want? No, you know, you're assuming that I want Steve Clark out. What I mean is, we're in a we're in a situation where there's no getting from it just now. Um, I think I feel as though as as a footballing public, like you you guys are saying the same things. Me as a football fan, we're all saying the same things. We want games played at intimidating grounds. We want, ge- we want games at Parkhead. We want games at uh, Ibrox and Aberdeen, Tynecastle, etc. Hampton is no use, in my in my opinion. Well, we you want- can, we, but sorry, you have to forget that we're contracted to play at Hampton. Therefore, there's no point in saying why don't we go to Tynecastle and Easter Road. Now we're contracted to play at Hampton. That's that's that's, that's always been a a, a long running um, issue with with football fans. Anyhow, that that wouldn't make a massive change to our our, our poorer players, but but you know, I personally feel that that um, our league is 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 holding us back. Um, no, you, know, you started it, out though. Forgive me. You started out by saying you that, that Scotland need the kind of Steven Gerrard wow factor. Yeah, we need. The, the we point need, is that we need a manager that's going to make. We need a manager when, that, when Steve Clark came in He was the reigning yeah. Manager of the year In Scotland Because of the work The impressive work I appreciate that he had that, done yeah. at Kilmarnock Again to go back to Stephen Gerrard He has been given time By the Rangers board To galvanise the club Because last season They allowed him Not to make a cup final And to finish Nine points behind Celtic <laughs> In the title race And they kept him there And now he has galvanised Rangers and they made a very impressive start to the season. But Steve sure, Clark has had five games in charge of Scotland. Sure. The one question I have for you, right, and it, this this to me makes sense. Why why is it easier to affect change in club football, but it isn't it isn't well, easy I, to make Stephen, that that's, change in, in international football? St- where Stephen, that's where quite the, easy because the thing is, if you look at Stephen Gerrard when he came in, he was given X amount of millions to change that over. And if you look at the, the, the transfer window in the summer as well, again, he brought in numerous players. So that's why you can change it. What, what's happening is in international football, you have the players at your disposal. You can't then go out and actually find other players out with your kind of pool. So that for me, that's a bigger pro- problem. You're talking about managers galvanising. So the thing is, we've had, I don't know, six, seven managers over the course of the 20 years that we haven't. Mm-hmm. So you're not telling me everybody's not galvanising. Gordon Strachan went through a full season where we had about five or six where we were undefeated. So that in itself was on the right direction. So the problem is for me is where do we get the players that are actually going to, uh, with the, the kind of complement of a, a good manager to get us to the next tournament? And I think that's a bigger question. Where do we do it? Now we've got three games coming up. We've got San Marino at home. Well, all intensive purposes, we should win that, Gordon. Cyprus, Hughes saying there, if we can go over there and get a result, then that all of a sudden you're looking at two rather than the, the, the statistic that we've got at the moment. And then you've got Kazakhstan, so you've got a, a, a purpose to try and turn them over, having been beaten 3-0 at their place. 
back earlier on in the year. Is the problem with San Marino now that actually it's a, it's a no-win fixture? It always oh, yeah. has been a no-win fixture, but especially now. Yeah. Say we stumble to... Well, the stumble's probably the wrong word. Say we win 3-0 in less than... Com- that will, that will actually bring the team in for even more criticism And and say that the unthinkable happens And we win by 5, 6 or 7 Nobody will care anyway So <laughs> this fixture is very difficult to get excited about Yeah, absolutely uh, Yeah, but a win's I, a win, Gordon Whatever yeah. way you look at it, where we are at Where it's as a nation What people are looking for, I think Is some form of momentum Absolutely Yeah, of course San Marino Followed by Cyprus away Finishing with Kazakhstan We are now Steve, mm-hmm. I bet you Steve Clark now regrets saying we're looking for 12 points out of 12 before we played Russia and of course what happens you're thumped 4-0 right away but we are looking for 9 points out of 9 from 3 winnable matches for us and the one thing uh, that Steve Clark has yet to do and which may come in the playoffs in March he has yet to say or yet to answer that question go on then surprises beat somebody that didn't think you'd beat See, come the, the weekend, Gordon, I would play all the heavy hitters. See your Christie's and your Forest and the whole shoot match. I would have as the most offensive team I could possibly do. And exactly what you said, I'd be looking to try and get a four yeah. or five so that it could yeah. at least get people uh, infused. Alan McCauley's on Twitter says, Steve Clark and Scotland need to find a system to make it hard for teams to score against them first and foremost. A draw's better than a defeat. Confidence and more positive results will follow. And Alan Mackey says, Stevie Clark was manager of the year when he took the Scotland job. Not surprised he moved on, but he took a poison chalice. He's a hands-on manager. 24-7 He is a good manager But at club level And this goes back To what we're saying Alex Any any level of football Whether it's international Or whatever No matter how high the standard You're looking for your manager To make the players That he has Better Or yeah. get the or get the best out of them How hard is that to do When You don't see them Very often Absolutely, And yeah. also like, like we said You've used six different strikers In six different games How How difficult is that then To try and Get the most out Impl- of these guys Implement your ideas Listen Um I'm absolutely certain that Steve Clark has worked on that team since they, 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 they turned up on the Sunday. From the Monday, they would have been trying to be resolute. They know they're going over there. They're not going to have a lot of the ball. Here, so you're saying at least be solid at the mm-hmm. back. They did that for 55 minutes and he would have been sitting there going, that is exactly what I'm looking for because although we're not creating anything going forward, I'm happy with being resolute. And then you're talking about that mental toughness, that desire to stop the opposition. You can see it for a corner, Gordon. You could hear in his voice about the actual kind of we're doing everything great and at that point Gordon with that 10 minutes of that second half it was the best period of the game that Scotland actually had they were controlling the ball they were doing okay they were foraging into the, the opposition half and then all of a sudden you give away a silly goal and then from then on in they mm. cave in Yeah because I'm trying to word this carefully so it doesn't sound like it, it actually wasn't that bad of course it was we lost 4-0 uh-huh. but in many ways Hugh the battle for Scotland is about it's a, it, at the moment it seems to be losing that first one And then the rest always seem likely to follow So Back to what we said cap- Capitulation And you just wonder If you can just do the simple thing Or the supposedly simple thing And defend a set piece Well you worry now uh, Do we need a football manager Or do we need a sports psychologist <laughs> uh, Because we have I think you should win <laughs> I think you're the man We have good players But They do not perform and they have not been performing. We should lose to Russia, and we should lose to Belgium, but not that badly. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun.co.uk/football. And the great thing is, no matter how bad Scotland are, there will always be time for Beat the Pundit to try and lift your mood. If you want to come on and win yourself a signed ball. 
You have to dial 0141 951 1025 And you have to dial it quick Because the lines close at 7 And then you could be up against Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here We're about to play Beat the Pundit And then it's back to the call So let us know your thoughts on last night's Scotland game 0141 951 1025 And if you're fed up hearing about it And you want to mix it up Then the floor is yours Be creative Let us know which club domestic football talking point you want to cover 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Final Beat the Pundit of the week Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are ready They're standing by and one of them is up against William from Easterhouse How are you tonight William? Yeah good thanks, how's yours? You're very good William, fancy your chances? Especially against Alex Ray, yeah Oh, he's got the fighting talking already <laughs> Studs sharpened William? William from Easterhouse Lovely I used to go up Easterhouse doing again, yeah uh, Quite uh, handy a lot up there <laughs> Better not say it too much <laughs> uh, uh, Going to toss the coin If it's heads, it is Hugh Keevans And if it's tails, it will be your uh, your wish To do Denison versus Easterhouse On Beat the Bird uh, Let's see how we get on <clears throat> Oh, and it is. Oh, Friday night, Denison against Easterhouse. You are looking forward to this one. Uh, I'm going to give Alex Ray some clay two in his ear. Uh, right, he can't hear us anymore, William, so it's just you and I. You've got 30 seconds head to head with Alex. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yeah. Okay, your time starts now. How many goals did Odson Edwards score for the French under 21s last night? Two. Which. Name any of the other Scottish teams that Ivan Sproul, the former Hibs player, played for. Dundee. What age is Rangers Jermaine Defoe? 37. Which former Kilmarnock player scored for Northern Ireland last night? Josh McGuinness. Which Scottish Premiership manager was yesterday given a three-match touchline ban? Craig Levine. Which former SPL club played at Raydale Park? Agua. And which English club did Glenn Middleton join Rangers from? Bolton. Okay, not bad at all Let's see if we can bring uh, Alex Ray back If I press the right button Alex, are you with us? I am, yes You are, great Same set of questions to you You ready? Yep Okay, your time starts Now How many goals did Odson Edwards score for the French under-21s last night? Which other Scottish team has former Hibs player Ivan Sproul played for? Scottish team uh, Pass What age is Rangers Jermaine Defoe? 37 Which former Kilmarnock player Scored for Northern Ireland Last night uh, McGuinness Which Scottish Premiership manager Was yesterday given A three match Touchline ban Heckenbottom Which former SPL club Played at Raydale Park Pass And which English club Did Glenn Middleton Join Rangers from Say that again Which English club Did Glenn Middleton Join Rangers from uh, He was at Quick Nah, I'm not repeating it and then giving you that length of time. No chance. No chance. Uh, what do you think? Was Norwich, yeah. Was right. Norwich. Shame both of you got it after the after the full time whistle. Uh, William, you fancy your chances now? Aye. Still okay. Like Easy. That. Oh, it's confident right Easy. to the death. Okay. Uh, how many goals did Odson Edward score for France under 21s? It was two. So you both got it right. Well done. The other Scottish team that Ivan Sproul played for? Dundee United. No. Falkirk. Ross County. Uh, so none of you got that one right It rolls on to question three Jermaine Defoe Is 37 You both got it 
So it's two all. Uh, the former Kilmarnock player who scored for Northern Ireland is three, Josh McGuinness. Three all. Um, which Scottish Premiership manager yesterday given a three-match touchline ban? It was Paul Heckingbottom. You went for the other side of Edinburgh, William. Alex gets it, so it's 4-3. Uh, which former SPL club played at Raydale Park? Gretna. And a tricky one, because when they were in the I top flight, they played yeah. at Fir Park. Uh, none of you got it right, and the English club Glenn Middleton joined Rangers from was Norwich. None of you got it, which means 4-3 oh, to oh, Alex my Ray. God, the old oh. Dennis and Posse won again, Andy. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> ah, well played, mate. Good man. That was William. I think you just called him Andy. Was, oh, you're no, talking, talking to producer, producer Andy. Andy. Nah, yes, nah, yes, nah. Yes, Don't yes. worry about him. Just ignore him through there. Uh, William and Easterhouse, well, unlucky. It was a good effort. No, uh, Andy's just got us to sign a ball there. I know he had a lot of faith in us. So uh, we'll keep that to next week if you don't mind, Andy. A 4 3 victory for Alex Ray. Hard lines to William in Easterhouse. Uh, how are you limbering up for tomorrow? Are you, you part of the big the big Legends match between Rangers really and, and Liverpool? I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, I think there's 30 odd thousand fans uh, you can pay on the gate on the day as well. So can hopefully get up to the 40,000. Listen, when you get to a age, you're just looking forward to trying to. Uh, Get a wee run about Particularly against some of the personnel That Liverpool will have So what's the What's the tactic for For getting near Stephen Gerrard I think we're actually Going to adopt The, the Scotland tactic We're just going to sit in Our 18 yard box We're going to <laughs> dig in And then we're going to try And counter attack Have you not heard That that, that doesn't work <laughs> That you, tactic you Where have you been Where have you been For the last hour <laughs> Yeah I'm only kidding No listen I'm just looking forward to it Good conversation with uh, Richard Goff today Who's uh, came all the way over For the USA To uh Star in it as well So I think it's going to be A brilliant day for everyone For, for a couple of good causes From the Charity Foundation Of uh, Rangers and Liverpool Who are the other big names Who are you looking forward to? Well listen I think when you look at guys Like uh, Carragher And Dudek And guys like that You know Gass- Is it Lucy? Uh, Luis Garcia, Garcia yeah. So there's, there's these type of guys But uh, more importantly for me It's just a chance to hook up With guys that I haven't seen For years You know And just uh, share a few tales I think there's a meal afterwards as well Which I'm looking forward to seeing as well And just catch up with our boys really and The last time you played in one of these It was Thomas Biffle's testimonial And you scored from the halfway line So no pressure But we're expecting something <laughs> similar thanks. If you're not a viral sensation One way or another By Sunday morning <laughs> You've failed Listen if we're 4-0 down There'll be punches getting thrown I'll be a viral one way <laughs> We don't condone violence by the way 01419511025 On the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB Just to reset things from last night Let's hear from One of the Scotland players Who was heavily involved uh, Charlie Mulgrew says The squad are devastated After last night He says it is completely The players responsibility But they need to get over it quickly Up to 60 minutes We were we were in the game It was 0-0 I think we scored in about 59 So up to 59 minutes We were alright And then I just conceded a poor goal For a set piece And they scored a good one foot outside the box And then it's up healthy there But we're gutted, um, devastated, and we need, to, we need to get move on fast and, and look to the next game as quick as we can. They've got top class players all over the all over the park, um, top top side. But we're disappointed. We were in the game up to 59 minutes and then gave away a bad goal and and then just they scored for the edge of the box, good finish. But they're a top quality side and it's one that we need to look back on and and, and do things better. But as you say, they are top quality all over the pitch. Listen, it's total players' responsibility. We, we were set with a game plan and we never. We followed it up to 60 minutes We're fine And then we just kind of never, never done the basics and, and that's happened a few times now So as I say We're devastated It's fresh And it's, it's something We'll need to go over quick Didn't do the basics And that's happened a few times already Says Charlie Mungrew Well Why does it happen regularly? As I say It's not a major shock uh, Russia Terrified us at Hamden And were Far superior And thoroughly deserved to win So it's not a major shock To go down In Moscow but we went down 
with all hands on deck. And we, Steve Clark has to get to the bottom of why it happens with such regularity. Yeah, oh, I mean, God, do, sorry, just to kind of compliment the the Russian player. What a strike for that second goal. You know, the the, the technique, the kind of absolute frightening mm. strike. And even the first one, of course, we need to look at what Scotland can do. We're not, with all due respect, not really interested in, in, in what, that, in what yeah. Russia do. Um, but for the first goal, as much as Charlie McGrews is marking him and has to do better... What a finish to, to be able to produce that And that just shows you That when you get to that level You just won't get away With giving with Giving these players a sniff Because there, as much as Charlie McGrew Didn't do his job There might be Nine other occasions When he does a similar Marking job in a striker Who doesn't somehow Manipulate his body yeah. and, and bang it in the top corner But ultimately you have That's to what you're up against Gordon Whatever way you look at it You have to make him do more uh, You know To put pressure on that ball Because Charlie McGrew Ends up wrong side as good a finish as it is, if he'd have put his body position in the right place, he would have impacted that. He'd have put his body in the right area, might have got a, a block on it. So it was a terrible way to lose a goal, particularly having done so well in terms of keeping the back door shut for 50 odd minutes. When we assess Steve Clark, we always go back to the fact that, and you mentioned the Cup Broadfoot, just as an example, Stephen O'Donnell's another one. You know, um, you would not have thought that Stephen O'Donnell would have ended up in a Scotland squad, but Steve Clark. Had him in the Scotland squad before Steve Clark was the Scotland manager. Mm. These players, when Steve Clark took them over, rose above themselves in Kilmarnock jerseys. We've got players there last night who are performing for Bournemouth, for Liverpool in the the English Premier League. We've got players who up here, like Ryan Christie, uh, are and Callum McGregor. I regard as top class players up here But They do not rise above themselves In a Scotland jersey They and everyone else Withdraw into themselves in a Scotland jersey We have to find out why that happens Let's get a verdict from Paul and Kirk until Hi Paul yeah, Hi Gordon, hi Alec, hi Hello Hello Now I'm going to not try to turn this into a Celtic thing uh, Which I find difficult sometimes But uh, just watching the Scotland game last night and watching the looking at the lineup, I hear Steve Clark talking about players that uh, that go into themselves uh, and maybe lack confidence and things go against them. Now I think Alec kind of alluded to this earlier on. Why would you have Oliver Burke on before James Forrest, uh, and why would you not have Ryan Christie in the team? I mean, and some of the Rangers boys as well. To be honest, these are. These are guys that play for big clubs who are playing pressure games all the time now. I know the wee fella Fraser plays for Bournemouth and Snodgrass and they play in the English Premiership, but a lot of these boys play for teams that never they never win anything. No, there's no a great amount of pressure, but I've no idea why Oliver Burke would have got on before James Forrest. Well, I think you're asking well, Burke to do a different type of yeah. job to the one that Forrest Absolutely. would be asked to do. You know, that James E. Forrest would hug the, the touchline and uh, do what he does for Celtic But Burke was being asked to Be the out ball Hold it up But he couldn't It was like hitting the ball against a brick wall It just coming straight back at you uh, I think Steve Clark is totally unaffected by Who plays for Celtic Who plays for Rangers Or anyone else He simply did what he thought was right For last night in Moscow And for almost an hour He was doing it okay and then the first goal and the roof caved in. 
You're absolutely right In terms of Trying to compare Burke With Forrest Doesn't quite uh, stack up Because they've been Playing in different positions I, I actually was a bit surprised At some of the lineup Last night I said mm-hmm. that too Prior to the show uh, Gordon I felt as if Should you, these guys have played then Whether it was that, in the well, like for like or not well, But well, would you have had them in Yeah I would definitely have had James Forrest We we talk about how important he is He, he does it in Europe He's playing at the highest level in Scotland And, and he's played it year last year I think he's, he's playing at a very good level When you look at uh, When we went Was it the Belgium game And, and oh. Ryan, Ryan Christie came on And he looked to have some sort of an impact I think if you're trying to get guys like Him in the team He can support Whoever the striker is We can talk about how The, the lack of number nine we have But Christie picks up good areas Whereas it was John McGinn It was the one Particularly in that first half It was the one that was more advanced For me I would have put Christie there I would have put McGinn back To play with McGregor Because I think McGinn Gives you so much energy From a deeper area And he can break forward Whereas if he was the one That was trying to press The centre half the night And once it bypassed him And passed into the boy In the middle of the park eh, Baranov That was effectively With John McGinn out of the game Because he you know played through the line So uh, I think the actual personnel was was wrong last night as well. We've got a lot of problems, a lot of problems with the national team. And they're made even worse, I think, when people introduce a, a Celtic and Rangers dimension into it. No, all, Paul said he was he was staying no, away from that. I, I, I'm not I'm I'm not you know directing this solely right, at okay. Paul, but uh you know, why didn't Forrest play instead of Ollie Burke? You know, because Forest isn't an Ollie Burke And Ollie Burke isn't a Forest. Yeah but generally though Generally I think people Can still put up a case For Forrest and Christie To start the game last night Regardless of what, what club they play I'll, for I'll say in passing That at least Christie When he came on Had our one And only direct shot on target Over the 90 minutes Alright Right down the goalkeeper's throat But at least they had Some serious That's, intent Paul, about Paul, Paul would you expect them Both to start on Sunday As we presumably have to go and attack And score as many goals as possible well, I would think so because I don't see MD else better in the squad. I mean, and I know I know Forrest is a different player to Buck. I'm a hundred percent sure Forrest would have done a bit better job in that uh, role than Buck. Uh, I just see Buck as a fast runner. Really, I just really see him as a fast runner. And I know Hugh's saying that Steve Clark doesn't take Celtic and Rangers into consideration. Well, maybe he should because they're big clubs whose whose players are under constant pressure. If you play for a Bournemouth, what real pressure are you under? Really? Ah, come on now. It's the English Premier League. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a far higher standard of football than. And are we making much of a difference, you? To the Scotland team? Well, Fraser is there because you're saying he plays for Bournemouth and there's no pressure. I think if you're playing Man U, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal week in, week out, there's pressure, okay. Uh, but it's not just It's not just the pressure Let, Let's take away the pressure It's that level He's performing at That Last year he had The top assist I think it was Sender There or thereabouts yeah. yeah I think it was after Hazard in terms of assist So you have to recognise The level that he's playing at uh, But going back to Sunday For me This is the way I'd line up McGregor and McGinn In the middle of the park The two kind of Sitting ones if you like Dictating things Forrest Christie Fraser and then they say whoever striker you decide to go. Shankland with. this time. Well, that that'll be an interesting one. I think partly because he's been brought in, he's he's an out and out goal scorer. It it might be. He was looking lively until the roof caved in, and if you want to find out about him, play him from the start against San Marino, and if he's got anything about him at all, then. He should be good for a goal against San Marino And that would boost his confidence now, This maybe goes back to what we were talking about Trying to get that continuity um, and I, I'm not saying if you have one good game In a Scotland strip or two, or two good games you, you stay in forever that, that shouldn't be the way football works But I was just thinking back to some previous results It was less than a year ago Less than a year ago James Forrest 
got a hat trick against Albania and then two against Israel, or was it the other way around? That was the other way around. Was that the two um, games that led up yeah. to us qualifying? Yeah, so he got he got the five goals in the two games. Whether it's James Forrest or anyone else, can can we not keep guys in? Can we keep guys in the team? And, and you know, yeah. because if they have good, it seems as if as soon as they have a bad game, they come out the team again, and everyone's desperate for them to, to come out the team. We never get that consistency, Hugh. Well, I think that in the early stages of his managerial career with Scotland, uh, it's allowable. For Steve Clark To chop and change a bit I do get but, it I just wonder Who who are we trying to Are we trying to build The team around anyone Because it doesn't Doesn't no, seem like it no, no, Apart no. from Andy Robertson Who's guaranteed to start that, There's no one that, And I think that's Partly the problem Because no, no But the thing is Gordon When you're actually Managing this team you we, we said it earlier on These guys are performing On a very good level Whether it's in Scotland And whether it's down south In terms of the players Who have been on that pitch Last night and they're not hitting that same level when it comes to international football. So you're constantly looking at guys and thinking, I'm expecting more of them. So how do you constantly pick them when they're not reaching the heights that you're actually yeah, watching you, them on a weekly basis? If you have a guess at it, maybe if McTominay hadn't been suspended, uh, you could have built things around McTominay. Maybe. Uh, but at the moment, there's a collective feeling. And we have to get to the bottom of that collective feeling because whether you think James Forrester played instead of Burke or... Why wasn't Christie playing Or why wasn't this one playing Or that playing Whoever plays We have a tendency now To fall apart And that has to be Analysed And addressed Leadership Is that another word That we've maybe yeah. Missed out yeah, from absolutely. tonight I, th- I think I think that's weird and, and and by the way I know that can be easy I know it sometimes Is thrown around But, but genuinely It's worth asking Andy Robertson is a fantastic player He's playing at a great level And he seems to be a really sensible guy uh-huh. and, and so I'm not I'm not criticising him But as a team Who who are the other leaders in there? Well I'm, I'm looking at the actual personnel And I don't see anyone And, and you you tend to look at the spine of your team Gordon That's the reason why I said earlier on When you look at I'm going away Because I, I don't quite like this argument But when you look at uh, Evans, McCauley, Stephen Davis You know guys that are actually been about the place They know and they, and they drag players through I, I look through the spine of our team and I don't quite see that I think because, there are again, too many changing. For me Alec I mean for example when Charlie McGrew was at Celtic You'd look to Charlie McGrew If the going was Yeah I suppose tough. he could be considered it. But he can't be at the moment Gordon Because for me everybody's mm. trying to make sure That their own little bit is dry And they have yeah. to they have to concentrate on that Rather than think of the team as a whole, and it's almost as if these are all interlinked because we keep coming back, we keep going from one argument to the other. We'll go back to the continuity and consistency for a second. How can you expect people to be leaders when they've got a handful of caps? Everyone in that team has got a handful of caps. No, there, there is no, well, not everyone. Obviously, you've got yeah. Mogrew and a couple of others, but the, the lack of international experience in that team's frightening. Yeah, and I think that has to be very much thrown into the mix. You, you say, is what is it? Is it leadership? Is it kind of performances? Is it manager? Is it system? And everything. It, and, and that's the thing. But I, th- I, th- I actually think what you said there is really important because when you have got players who are on 60, 70 caps, they know the score. They know how to man- manoeuvre through games. We don't have that at the moment. And do you know there was a statistic last night that got thrown out? Uh, our top scorer last night was Snodgrass on seven international goals. Mm-hmm. And then it, by the end of uh, play, uh, the big chap up front for Russia had scored eight in his last seven. <laughs> and it just puts things in perspective. 0141-951-1025. Thanks to Paul on the line. We're still on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, we're going to get a full-time teaser. Up and running for Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens next, and we'll speak to Kevin and Crawford. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray is here, Hugh Keevens is alongside him, and you can still get in touch. Plenty of time to do so on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Kevin and Crawford has uh, an interesting point for us in just a second. Let's quickly get tonight's full time teaser up and running. Sent in by Christopher in Bells Hill. Now the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com Send your questions in and we'll try our best to read them on the show um, Okay, since Craig Levine was the last, manag- was last manager of Hearts in 2004 Hearts have had 10 Scots in charge Can you name them? Now, this does include interim bosses, fulltime bosses It includes everyone so since Craig Levine was last in charge of Hearts back in 2004 10 Scots have taken the team Craig Cathro Okay, one at a time Well, I've got Burley and, and Hugh's got Cathro You've got who? What did I say again? Uh, Burley George Burley You said Craig I so did, just yeah, double check. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> um, Ian Cathro and George Burley Yes, Lockie Lockie, yep uh, John Robertson there we go That's an easy start I think I think you're going to Absolutely smash these you've How only many are there? Ten uh-huh. And you've got four already So since Craig Levine Was last manager of Hearts In 2004 They've had ten Scots in charge At some stage It could be an interim boss Could be full time Guys like John Robertson George Burley Gary Locke Ian Cathro Got another one Nah we'll leave it there You've got plenty of time Plenty <laughs> now, Let's speak to Kevin and Crawford Hi Kevin How you doing lads? Good, Good. Kevin uh, What it is I think there's Far too much pressure and put on Andy Robertson um, making him captain and then he's well, one kind of world class player if you like and week in week out he's playing next to probably the best defender in the world in Van Dyke, and then he has to come to the international game and play beside Charlie McGrew um, I think maybe taking the armband off him maybe take a bit of pressure off him nah I mean I think that's just looking for Excuses You know He hasn't played well I know that um, Jamie Redknapp Apparently was on record As saying that's because The Scotland players Are nowhere near as good As the Liverpool players And that's right However Pressure is part and parcel Of football Andy Robertson Has lived with pressure All the way from Amateur football At Queen's Park To the Champions League final With Liverpool Therefore He has shown himself Very well equipped To handle pressure Being captain of his country, I'm sure he regards as a tremendous honour. He, like others, has not played well. Bottom line, not played well. You can come up with reasons for that. The, The kind of company he keeps in the team, the kind of opposition he has faced. However, to say, if we take the captain's armband off him, automatically he'll be much better. Just not true Kevin can I ask you a question In terms of Obviously the last few games we, we, you know, Andy We watch him every week In the Premiership And we see a guy That's actually yep. Kind of top drawer In terms of the level In which he produces On a weekly basis For me He's actually regressed Within the Scotland team Now whether that is Is your argument In terms of You know um, The armband and so forth But If you just take it yep. down To his individual performances He's clearly come off it A considerable bit uh, and again, yeah, that goes back to enough, Alex. no. Uh, for me, I think he still has to do more. You know, there, there's no two yeah. ways about it because he's quality. We we talk the boy up time after time. He has two how Champions could you League. not? It's not ah, just us. Is he it? His progression from Queens Park to Champions League winners remarkable. So, but I just feel as if 
if he looks at his performance I'm sure he'll be disappointed Have you ever seen the captain's armband be a burden on a player? Can that happen? You know more than than us Well, well, I I, I captained most of the teams, Gordon But sporadically because I always had mainstay captains through Kevin Ball and things But there was times when I was at Millwall I got the captain's armband There was times I was actually... Uh, it, it sometimes got a wee bit too much for me because I was trying to do too much and I was detracting from my own performance. Um, so there we go then. So that that can happen. Yeah, the yeah. But thing... I think I was probably partly to do with my experiences when I was younger and things. I think uh, as I got older, I handled some things so much better. The one so thing that we are demanding of our players now is that they show a greater temperament, a greater strength of will. How then do we? Equate that to taking the captain's armband off Andrew Robertson Because it appears to be affecting his performance It's not the armband that's weighing him down Something collectively has gone wrong And we capitulate It's nothing to do with Andy Robertson being captain I mean there's an unavoidable footballing argument here That Kevin quite rightly raises And poor Charlie Don't mean to don't mean to, to use it as the example But there is a, there is a difference If you've got Virgil van Dijk covering inside for you or Charlie Mulgrew if you're a fullback and you bomb on and you've got you know other and you've got whatever um, Manny to hit down the yeah, line or whatever of course it's different but at the same time tough you know that's where we're at what, what can we do we but, have to find a way of getting the best but, but out God, of him. And this guy didn't always have these players run about him you know when he was at Hull you know he, he, he had other players and then when he was at Dundee United he did other players so what this guy's actually worked his way through the ranks mm-hmm. to be on par with these guys when Gareth Bale plays for Wales and his club is Real Madrid. I'm an old guy. I remember when Georgie Best played for Northern Ireland and was at one time, at one stage at that time, the best player in the world. But he was playing with Wilbur Cush. So, you know, you had to, I know you don't know him. I know you don't know him, but trust me. Wilbur, of course we know him. You, you phone your old pal Jimmy Nickel, he'll tell you about Wilbur Cush. But these players, Bale, Best, whoever, they they drag everyone else up. Yes, uh, is it different for a left back? Is that maybe part well, I, of the? Well, there's possibility because you're looking at guys who are match winners, so you would mm. recognise that more so. Uh, you know, but I suppose top yeah. players will always rise to the top. Can you tell me how many World Cups Charles Best played in? Uh, that's because he was lumbered with players, players who were not as good as him. That, but, that's what's happening with Andy Robertson. Well, you know what, Andy Robertson will just have to cope. It's not the captaincy that is weighing him down His performance level has dropped Pardon me? I think he's trying to do too much I mean, to be fair, Alex did say that That even happened to him sometimes when he had the armband on Because uh, perhaps the the best um, comparison would be then, Hugh, is Forget about what he's doing at Liverpool Because that, that is a completely different set of players In a completely different environment But Andy Robertson, could you say that he has... Scotland performances Just purely Scotland performances mm-hmm. Have dipped Yes So you know You're, you're looking at, at, at Why that is I suppose you could say The rest of the team has as well But I feel like The Andy Robert Maybe, maybe the Andy Robertson At Hull um, Played better For Scotland Than the Liverpool Andy Robertson I don't know I think we have to come back to um, Belgium and Russia And playing them home and away Four games uh, Excellent sides uh, You would expect Belgium To go a very long way in Euro 2020 and you'd expect Russia to be potential last eight. Uh, We have been in decline for a long number of years and in those games, Andy Robertson has not shone as he can for Liverpool at club and European level. 
Uh, okay, 0141 Thank you very much to Kevin in Crawford Josh is on Twitter He says Steve Clark has been chucked into a building In an inferno with a fire extinguisher And five minutes later Folk are shouting This isn't good enough Why is the fire no out yet? Well, there's an element of truth in that And I, I, I do like the imagery That was used there I, I I'll, like that. I'll, I'll steal that And use it as my own later on uh, But uh, <laughs> You know Either we're going to give him time or we're going to throw another manager out the door. We don't we don't do middle grounds very well no. anymore. Um that's right. I, I think that's okay. We can all acknowledge that because it's either, you know, um you know, we, we do we do extremes at all times. This year, this year, it's not that long ago, we lost to Kazakhstan. So uh-huh. there is an argument there to say that how can you expect it to be turned around so quickly? Yeah. There's another argument, of course, which says, okay, but we need signs. We need signs of Aye, well, the, the signs. signs yeah, sure the signs are about. the three games, uh San Marino. Cyprus away Kazakhstan at Hamden There has to be A kind of momentum Built up there uh, We have to see Goals against San Marino uh, We have to see A performance In Cyprus Who were very good Yesterday against Kazakhstan We have to see A performance there Which Brings back Some of our credibility mm. And when Kazakhstan Come to Hamden It's purely And simply Revenge Can I tell you something uh, th- These three games uh, you know some some callers on earlier on talking about um, the the reaction or lack of reaction to Steve Clark. If he doesn't get positive results, in that then you will most certainly see um, you know because uh, if we don't get some sort of you're looking for a sign, if we don't start seeing tangible signs within the three games, because for me they are very much winnable games. You take Hugh's point earlier on, Russia and Belgium some very difficult games to oh. negotiate. These are winnable games, and we need to win these. Going into these playoffs Jamie and Colsyth Has a solution for us Jamie Hi guys Hi there Hi Sue I know I've spoke to you before In the past about Scotland Being uh, When we used to speak About the whipping boys uh-huh. uh, But other teams Not not uh, Exclude Scotland In that tense Because we used to talk About the whipping boys When we got into Group stages and stuff um, I'm not here to Like slag off the players Or the manager at all I just think that um, last night, last night's game was enough for me. I watched the full game and I knew before the kick of the ball that we would get beat. I actually told my mate uh, during the day when it worked. I said, "I think you're going to get a grubbing." I said, "I think it'll be three or four nothing," and it, it came through. But I'm 62. I've watched Scotland all my days. I love Scotland. I'm Scottish, and you know, I feel so ashamed. Uh, calling myself Scottish right now because years gone by, your Douglases, your Warks, Ace of Hartsfords, your you name them, Douglases and all that, Joe Jordan, they played for the jersey. They uh-huh. played, they went out there, they, they lost games, but they went out there and they showed that they wanted to win a game. All I've seen in the last what, couple of years for Scotland is negative. That they, they, they look at each other as if whose fault is it? They don't. They pull on that jersey, and it's like, all right, we've got a shift to do. We'll go out and do it. Years ago, they went out and played. They played their hearts out. They actually played, and they showed the commitment to wearing a Scottish jumper. Now, I'm not going to slag off any player last night or manager. That's not what I'm going to say. But what I would like to see happening here, withdraw for all these major tournaments. I know this might be an impossible task to do, but see right now, 
I used to go abroad and wear a, proud to wear a Scottish tap or whatever now and again. I'd be embarrassed to go abroad. Jamie. And wear a Scottish tap. Jamie. Because that, they've no, they're no guts performances in the games whatsoever that you could stand there and say, I'm a proud Scots. Jamie. And that's what it comes down to. You're a man of a certain vintage. We've established that. Yeah. I'll, I'll take you back to the 1960s. Go on. Celtic became the first British club to win the European Cup. Yes. In 1967. Scotland had not been in a World Cup final for nine years up until then. And it was another seven years before Scotland got to the World Cup finals in West Germany. Therefore, in the midst of all that, we in this country produced a team that became the first to win the European Cup. Therefore, that was a real good decade as well. You're a man of that vintage. You remember a really good decade for Scottish football. So, we couldn't qualify then. In an era when we had 11 Scots winning the European Cup, we couldn't qualify for a World Cup until 1974, seven years later. But sure, they played, they played, they played their hearts out. When, when you yeah, watch no, 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 no. You're asking, you're asking for accomplishment. You're asking for qualification. You're saying that we should withdraw from the major tournaments because they're embarrassing you. They might have played their hearts out. They might have played their hearts out in the sixties, but they still didn't qualify. Jimmy, what would withdrawing from tournaments achieve other than to allow you to show your face on holiday? Right. The the the, the way I, I perceive this, right? If you withdraw for the major tournaments, right? One, there is no there, 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 there's there, what would you say? There's no completion in that team like they're, they're gelling. I mean, individually, they're good players. Actually, I'm not going to slag them. I'm not slagging them. I'm not on to slag them. I wouldn't do that. But what I'm saying is, gelling, they just don't seem to gel. The passing's all over the place. All right, last night, I'd say 10, 15 minutes. I'm sitting there and I'm going, they're playing all right here. But we're talking about the group they're in now, Russia, right? The only, the only two teams out of that group is Russia and Belgium. Right, fair fair enough. But we should be able to uh, take on Russia and get a, at least a draw. We didn't even achieve that. You become a global laughing stock if you withdraw from international tournaments. A global laughing stock. And I go back... And I can hear people saying, oh, we're that already, but, well, but this would be worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, an absolute capitulation. And uh, incidentally, in the passing, in 1967, when... Celtic won the European Cup Rangers also appeared In a European final That season We had teams in European finals We had Dennis Law We had All manner of great players We couldn't Qualify Jamie I'll take any suggestion At this stage So thank you very much That was Jamie and Scythe How about tonight's Full time teaser Christopher in Bells Hill Thank you to you sir For the question Full time at Clyde1.com If you've got one Since Craig Levine Was the last manager Of Hearts in 2004 uh, they've had 10 Scots in charge John Robertson George Burley Gary Locke Ian Cathro Now inter- interim managers do count Robbie Nielsen Yes Alex Billy eh. Brown No Oh, Jim Jeffries Yes Okay so one, two, three, four to go We'll get them next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final stretch in tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here. They've been a great teamwork. You should see them at the break. They put their heads together, they throw names <laughs> out there, they try and come up with the answers to tonight's uh, teaser, which is this. Since Craig Levine was last the manager of Hearts in 2004, they have had 10 Scots in charge at some point. So, John Robertson, George Burley, Jim Jeffries, Gary Locke, Robbie Nielsen, Ian Cathro. Four to get, so I'll take one name each from you at the moment. No, you won't. Okay. Sandy Clark? Nope. Uh, Gary Mackay? Nope. Uh, Black? Drying Jenny up Black. now Jenny It's drying Black. up oh, now oh. Just give you three names It's not drying up But <laughs> they're alright <laughs> You just said Black And yeah, you're going to need A first is, name Kenny, Kenny Ian Kenny Black Yeah No None of them Right okay oh. Well that was my three Shots at the title Hugh That was a good break We had there uh-huh. Four to get Still plenty of time Let's speak to Jerry and Erskine Hi Jerry Hi good evening guys Hello um, About Stevie Clark There's, there's some absolute madness To think that we, could, we should Remove him I mean the guy Has been a player He's been a number two and he's been a manager. Now, if he doesn't know how to coach a guy, and I don't know his, there's, there's certainly not not too many good coaches. Everybody seems to be a good coach. Nobody seems to be a bad coach. You know, like Scott Gemmell and Kenny McDowell was a great coach and Billy Stark and all that. I mean, I don't know what they're achieving. Um, anybody could go down to Largs and get one of these Mickey Mouse certificates, to be honest, uh, given the right amount of coaching themselves. But the main reason is that there's too many, there's just a dearth of talent coming through in Scotland. Um, as soon as some guy, some youngster has a, a couple of decent games, he's, he's then touted as being the next. There's just far too many to name, but I will mention some. Danny Wilson, eight years ago, going to be a Scotland captain for a long time. Um, and then the two ridiculous players that we've had in the last six years, their careers have been absolutely ridiculous. Ryan Gold and Tony Watt. One's 23, one's 25. They've been with 14 teams combined in six years. And they were praised as being the new Messi and the new Scottish Ronaldo and all that. They haven't come through. We've got Jason Cummings, who's now at Shrewsbury. Probably many people listening to this programme wouldn't know that. He's failed. He had 25 goals or something with Rehabs in that season. They were in the Championship. He was going to be a Scotland striker of the future. Liam Henderson, even Stevie May, he's back at St. Johnson. Ridiculous amount of praise, too high and too early. And then, and that batch of Rangers players, uh, ex-Rangers players. McLeod, again, most people won't know where he is right now, Lewis McLeod. Bates went to Hamburg. He, they've been already punted him to Sheffield Wednesday. He doesn't play. Barry Mackay, not even in the seven substitutes in the last three games for Swansea, and he's not injured. Um McCrory, a game and a half, and he's going to be the new this and new Jerry, that. Jerry, where is this going? Where is this many going? Players are praised highly, and they've all turned out to be inadequate. I think you were certainly onto something with a couple, Jerry. Yeah, guys like Danny Wilson, with the way they came through, people probably thought there was going to be a, a long international career there and so on. I wonder if you're being a bit selective with some. Uh, tell me who ever said that Barry Mackay or Lewis McLeod or McCrory or Stevie May or Jason Cummings were going to be, you know, saviours for Scotland. Days, I, yeah. I don't remember too many people saying that. Well, not so much saviours. It's just that they were going to be Scotland internationals. Gordon went on and on about Lewis McLeod, going to be a top top player for nearly five years. He's been away. It's absolutely nowhere. You started your working. conversation talking about uh, Steve Clark and it being wrong 
to suggest that he should be out of post now. And I agree with you. Uh, if we're talking about continuity, building a better future, then he's had five games and he has lost to teams that he should have lost to and he has won against the one team he should have beaten. Incidentally, in the passing, in case anyone takes offence, uh, Jose Mourinho thought it worth his while to go to Largs. He has a coaching certificate from Largs. Uh, so it's not It was disrespectful Jerry to say that I've actually yeah. sat naming the, the actual level of stuff That goes into the pro license 22 months Believe me Your average punter Would really struggle to do it It was really really hard uh, What about the way we look At, at the managerial situation As you know, Jerry mentioned he, he didn't think it was worthwhile um, Getting rid of Stevie Clark Clearly lots do If you take a glance At social media yeah. Hugh um, But there's, there's now this sort of um, Looking backwards People say Um this proves we were wrong to get rid of of Gordon Strachan and uh-huh. uh, Alex McLeish is, is owed an apology because you know Stevie Clark's not doing well. But I th- said to you last weekend, Gordon, and I believe it to be true, there is a scapegoat culture, and when something bad happens, and last night was bad, and Steve Clark did say it might even be rock bottom. Uh, when something bad like that happens, then out they come. The scapegoat culture merchants come out. Uh, so th- the man does need a bit more time. And to go back to Gordon Strachan, he had two failed campaigns. So it wasn't as if he hadn't been given a period of time. So, so what you're saying is just because Stevie Clark isn't doing a good job doesn't mean it was wrong to get rid of Alex McLeish. And just because Alex McLeish didn't do well doesn't mean it was wrong to get rid of, of Gordon I, I, I Strachan. I do believe we have to focus on who we've got right now. If Alex... Uh, I beg your pardon If Steve Clark Does not get us To Euro 2020 I think he'll Fall on his own sword And he'll just say Sorry I didn't do the job And he'll go Or He will be removed Hmm. But first of all We have to see If he gets there or not What about Jerry's point Alex That we build Young saviours up And their careers Don't come to fruition Listen I agree with Jerry Wholeheartedly uh, I often used to say this to, to my good pal Davy Farward I'm really interested to see Whether uh, The young boy Who was up at Dundee United Went to Sporting for 3 million uh, Gold, yeah. gold I was always Kind of sceptical Where he would go um, And I said I don't want to sound as if I'm You know Because he's stature I was quite You know I wasn't sure Where he, he had What it take To get to the top level mm. um, So you know But we do, we build him up and we think, oh, he's the next world beater. And the thing is, I've not even achieved anything, Gordon. They have a spell, maybe a year or so, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, he's... I must admit, I don't think that's I don't think that's a, a Scottish thing. I just think that's... Yeah, in general, part yeah. of football. I mean, I saw... Yeah. I've not really got time to, to bring it up now. I saw one the other day. It was one of the newspapers down south, I think it was 2007, and they produced this, your England team for the, for the future sort of oh. thing. And see, when you look at it now, with hindsight, not none, none of them, them are anywhere. I think yeah. Scott Sinclair is actually in it, and he... Has by far had the best career yeah. out of out of the guys that were listed. Sometimes so it's they're... hard to predict. That's, so, that's the bottom line. Sometimes the would be superstars fail because of themselves, not because of a failure of the coaching system. Jerry and Erskine, thank you very much. Though that will round us off nicely. Four to get on the teaser. Quick, struggling. let's go. Let's go. No, you're. Not. I've already talked about I've already got five or six. You any chance? Yeah, you four to get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, when Craig Levine left the first time, who might have stepped in? Yeah. <laughs> Who was alongside Craig Levine at uh, that time? Husty. Yes, okay, we're getting somewhere There you go um, What about, you know, sometimes if you're a player of a certain stature and calibre at a club And experience, you might have to step in Who would that have been? Yeah, I'm just trying to think uh, That time, 2007, eight. Well, we said Lockie, so who else would have been there at that time? Uh, 
What about the no? Uh, I was going to say the the, the, the guy is currently there who came in after um, Cathro. No. What about oh Austin, Austin. McPhee? No, no, no. What about no. former Celtic and Rangers defender? Celtic and Rangers defender. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not many of them. Uh, Elvis. <laughs> oh, Presley. Elvis. Stephen Presley. Uh, right. Two so. more. Uh, right. Uh, think Wraith Rovers. Hartley. No <laughs> That's Cove Rangers Yeah I'm going to have to tell McGlynn. you Yes John, John. McGlynn And one more uh, Went on the coaching staff at Celtic But sort of down development level Oh uh, Freel Freel Stevie, Stevie Freel. Freel Well done Thank well you done, to Alex Shug. and Hugh We're off tomorrow Can you believe But, but we, we will be back on Monday night at 6 Make sure you join us GBX Friday's up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com.